0: Welcome to episode 99 of Voice in Education. This is Julie Daniel Davis. And today I have with me another Alexa champion and Bixby Premier Developer, who I actually have never met. This is our first time kind of um, calling it face-to-face, but it's Zoom, Ginny Merrow. Welcome Jenny. Tell us a little bit about yourself and why you got involved with Voice.
1: Thanks so much for having me, Julie. Uh, I'm Jenny Merrow. I was journalist for 20 years before I founded Appy Slothy Company that builds highly engaging voice experiences. And my journey into the voice world was sort of accidental. Um, I had recently, three years ago, had learned how to program and was looking for a way to bridge my journalism experience and the programming. And um, this seemed to be like the perfect blend of of those two skill sets.
0: That's an amazing story. I, I feel like I kind of fell into voice as well as an educator. Um, so I always like to hear other people who kind of have that same journey. Like, oh, how did I end up here? Okay, I'll do this. Um, yeah. So one of the one of the skills that you've made that's pretty popular is freeze dance. Can you explain it a little bit and how you think teachers could use it? Yeah.
1: So me's dance, the voice experience is meant to be a modern take on the classic children's game. But instead of someone hitting play and pause, I've curated all the music and um, added some fun cues that incorporate STEM concepts and really cool factoids that um, adults and children can actually uh, learn and have fun with. Um, So for example, um, well, because it's, incorporates learning and movement and following instructions and asking players to be creative. I feel like teachers can use it to supplement their their curriculum. Um, for example, in Alphabet City, there's a cue that says C is for crab and then ask, will ask players to scuttle sideways like a crab while the music plays. Um, uh, there's uh, a world called the Amazon Rainforest in which uh, one of the factoids is about uh, toco Chum. Uh, in my research, I learned that they throw fruit to each other in the rainforest and that's how they play. And, and so that turned into one of the cues asking the, the players to pretend they're tossing fruit to each other while they're dancing and, um, and it, it just, I have a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, building yeah. I building. love the fact that you've tried to embed STEM uh, into the actual thing. I think um, one of the things as an educator is that we're constantly looking for ways to do embedded movement into our day so that students are constantly moving because research shows that movement helps learning. So uh, teachers, as you can hear, free dance would be a great opportunity to not only get that movement in, but also get learning in while they're doing that movement. Okay, so... <laughs> My question next would be, how do you feel voice tech in general supports STEM learning?
1: Well, I think we're starting to see the beginnings of it with skills like bamboo math, right? Um, but there's just there's so much more. Um, at a more advanced level, um, an older child can now incorporate robotics and voice with um, even there's a Lego kit that allows you to do that. So we're at the beginning of it. And I feel like there are just so many possibilities and, and so much room for to create experiences that are fun that um, teach them without um, drilling it into your head and making it seem intimidating and, and boring.
0: Yeah. One of the things I love is that you're a woman that is pushing STEM. I actually used to be over the STEM program at the um, school system that I was at. And to see women really pushing STEM, I think that's a great model for girls everywhere because we want to see more girls get into that field. So kudos to you for jumping into that space. All right. You seem to have a goal to make ed tech fun. Why do you feel that's important?
1: Okay, so here's where I get personal. Um, my son went to progressive school in New York City, and I have to say, um, coming from the public school system, I was skeptical of his curriculum. It was very like hands-on. He didn't get tested until like maybe the equivalent of seventh grade. Like there was no test. It was all fun. Right. Um but I will say he never had to memorize the multiplication tables like I did. However, one of my favorite memories of him is when he was five or six year, years old when he learned about the food supply chain and um, supply and demand. Right. Um, and how they went about it was incredible. They took the kids to a to visit a farmer. They watched how it was all done. Um, and negotiated to buy produce for their farmers market that would be in the lobby of the school. And the kids had all the leeway to price their items. And then at the end of the day, they would talk about why something didn't sell, why one thing did. Maybe they bought too much, too many green beans. Maybe they priced their green beans too high um, or their corn too, too high so then they would adjust their prices until all the produce was gone and so that was a very powerful moment and um today he's actually a computer science and political science student in in boston the lesson for me was that learning does not have to be boring it doesn't have to be painful and um, you could end up with the same results um, or or better results um, I feel like as, a, as someone with the power to build these experiences, I, and as a parent, I want to create voice experiences that are accessible and democratize these, this idea at scale.
0: I love it. that you're you're talking to this educator's heart and it makes me so happy to hear um, that someone's really speaking into this space intentionally. And I 100% agree with you. Okay, Jenny, how do people get in touch with you? Tell us how they find your um, skills, what other skills you have. And if they wanted to ask more, how do they find you?
1: So I am on LinkedIn at Jenny Merrow, J-E-N-N-Y, M-E-R-O, I'm on Twitter, same handle, Jenny Merrow, and Instagram, Jenny Merrow. My, the website for Appy Sloth is appysloth.com, and if you're looking for a conversation starter that's family-friendly, uh, you can find Chit Chat on, on Alexa.
0: All right. Uh, I know that many of these are Alexa-based. Are, are you cross-platform yet?
1: I have, I am moving into the Bixby ecosystem slowly. Uh, I am a Bixby premier developer right. and um, am toying with, with um, bringing these skills over to Google.
0: Yeah, yeah, all right. Well, yeah. I appreciate you being with us today so much and I'm really excited to hear what you're doing in the future because your mindset and your vision for creating for children and for students in my mind is something that every educator should keep an eye on. I think Appie Sloth is definitely um, on the right direction in utilizing voice in a way that is not 20th century learning but truly 21st century learning. Thank you for being with me.
1: Thank you, Julie.